Whoa, we are live. Let's go. A little, a little Hello. behind. Hey, what's up, Jose? How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know why I'm doing all right? Because of Alamo Remedy. AlamoRemedy.com CBD products here for us Texans and everywhere. If you listen to across the nation or the world, I don't know if they'll ship across the world, but I know they do it across the nation. It is for Texans by Texans. It is a Texas company. AlamoRemedy.com. A lot of CBD options out there for you. I get it. You can get them anywhere. But what makes Alamo Remedy the best? One, the price. You're not going to beat it. $17.99 for their lotion, tincture, capsules, um, and their gummies. And then they also have hemp flower, which you can get for $17.99 when you buy two of them. Plus, you're going to save an extra 10% off when you use the promo code UNICORN. That's U-N-I-C-O-R-N. Unicorn, all right? So get it going, alamoremedy.com. They're a great company. The the CBD is lab tested, third-party tested. It is all free of THC, so you won't get popped for a test if your company still does that. If they are still in 1972, still testing you, drug testing you, you won't get popped. CBD is clean. It's great if you have anxiety, if you have sleep issues, if you've got joint pains. It, it might help you, okay? I can't make a claim that it will help you. I'm just saying it's helped me for a lot of different things. It's going to help you, hopefully, as well. And uh, go check them out, alamoremedy.com. Use promo code UNICORN. UNICORN. 10% off. We do get a cut of the uh, sales, so just letting you know up front, when you do use that promo code, you support the show. All right, let's do this. Jose, we got a busy show. It's Monday. A weekend of nonsense is over. It's me, you, and Jeff Luno. We're going to get into that interview that was on NBC. Uh, great get, by the way. But everyone is so shocked. Like, oh, my God, Jeff Luno is talking for the first time. And I'm like, guys, our guy Ben Ryder had him on already on, on his podcast, which is really good, by the way. I'm it is. Episodes, I, I just finished episode three, or I'm about to finish it. Man, it is really good. Shout so, out to Ben. Yeah, Ben, he did left a great job. Uh, he left his Sports Illustrated job to uh, do that show full time. He's been working, literally working on the show full time for eight months since February. That's when he started. He told me, uh, pretty, and he's been doing nice. it full time. Yeah, it's really well produced. He has really good producers. I'm so happy, happy for him. Like on the times that we have met, and then hearing stories from you, like he he seems like a really good guy. He seems like a dude that just he's one yeah. of us, and he just happened to predict one of the biggest sports predictions hit for him, right? Like the World right. Series cover. And and he, he talks about it as much uh, as such on the podcast. Like he's like, I don't want this attention, guys. I, I made a prediction. It came true. And that's it. You know, like I don't want to be known as that guy. It's a really good podcast. Check it out. But let's talk about the, the local. Yeah, The Edge Houston Astros. Um, it's a really good podcast. But I haven't gotten to the part where Jeff Luno talks about the cheating He's just laying out the foundation, and they will get to it eventually, I'm sure, because it's a long, it's a long series here. But Jeff Luneau, uh talked to KPRC Channel Two about it. You listened to it before we jumped on. I'm gonna listen to it a little bit later. To be honest with you, I don't think there's gonna be anything good in there because why would he say something so damning that would change people's opinions about what's happened? The only opinion he's trying to change is a future employer's about. Jeff Luno, nobody else, right? Like who at this point is every man for your uh, every man for themselves. If you got let go or if you got 
if you got dinged from that scandal. So I, I don't expect much, but you've listened to it. Tell us what's in there. Anything good? Uh, so there's a little, there's a little, bit, there's small little tidbits. Uh, at one point early on, he tries to kind of throw AJ Hinch under the bus when talking about, uh, God, what was it that he was talking about at the beginning? It, it, it was, uh, claiming that he, he never knew and how it, him and AJ talked all the time and AJ never told him, uh, at the 10 minute mark, he, he talks about going, uh, getting a, a couple weeks before, a, a couple weeks before the report was finally set to come out. He got tipped off by the league of the accusations that were going to be presented towards him. So he put together like a binder worth of, of evidence uh, is what he claims. And he mm. took it to Rob Manfred. He had a meeting with Rob Manfred and uh, he claims it wasn't enough. And it was essentially he's saying they 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 burned him like they they needed a fall guy. And despite the fact he claims to have had all this evidence. They still blamed him. He was still the fall guy, and he was still the one who's seen as a ringleader. And to me, like as I'm hearing him say this, like doesn't he have grounds for a lawsuit if that's the case? If you mm-hmm. have, if you he have all of this evidence, unfortunately, he does not because in that letter that Rob Manford sent, he said he was going to hold GMs accountable, and that was it. Like, look. You guys are responsible. I can't hold all the players responsible for this. So a lot of people forget that when they're, you know, tweeting out not one single player paid a punishment. Well, that's what Rob Manford, the commissioner, said that that is if you guys keep cheating because everyone was doing it. If you guys keep cheating after the Red Sox Yankees thing, the manager and the GM are going to catch it. You guys are going to get the fog. You guys are going to be punished. So if Jeff Luneau was not aware of what was happening that's on him like right. you've got to be more on top of it i'm sorry because you you had the warning and that's what the astros really got in trouble for is they kept cheating after that letter warning. went out in september of 17 yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's i mean that's sort of what it is like you mentioned uh jobs it's job season right so he's uh he's trying to get another job although from what he says at the end of the in- interview maybe that's not in baseball He's explored other avenues in sports. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, if you're a Nationals fan, I think it's certainly worth watching. Josh mentions, he does say that uh, there was a coach who who was using the Apple Watch. So uh, that was a thing also here, which frankly, I wasn't really surprised. If the Red Sox and the Yankees got caught doing it, obviously now uh, Luno saying the Astros are doing it. It wasn't only those three teams, obviously. So... Uh, yeah, man, I th- I think it's I think it's worth the watch. There's another tidbit I'm trying to remember right at the end. It might have been it might have been the the uh, the the thing about him uh, exploring uh, international soccer. And I don't know if you saw what Mark Berman tweeted earlier today about the they they were trying to buy the team, right? The Dynamo. They were trying to buy the Dynamo. Apparently, that was a thing. A-Rod. Him, him and A Rod. Yeah, A Rod's just on a buying spree right now. A Rod just wants a team. Yeah, so they they struck out with um, who were they trying to buy? Gosh, the, Mets. The, Mets. the Mets. They struck out with that. And here's the other thing. So he chose, is one he of would... like the A Rod is one of the scummiest MLB characters ever. Go watch the documentary by um, the guy who did Cocaine Cowboys and the U. Why am I forgetting his name? 
Oh, he's such a good he man. I've interviewed him like three times. He's a really good dude. Billy Corbin. He 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 made the documentary about A Rod, and go watch that on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix still. A Rod is one of the worst dudes. Rob Manford is one of the worst dudes in sports. Like these guys are so scummy. Yeah. And now look at him. Now he's on Shark Tank. Like you can rehab your image. That, that's one thing. Uh, Luna also like calls people out by name towards the end of it. Like Jim Crane, uh, Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell. Like he count calls them out by name. Like how how why am I? He basically says why am I catching the smoke? Not these guys. If they're all they were tied in with the club. How? How am I supposed to be held accountable for knowing it, not them? He's and he calls them out by name. Nolan wow. Ryan as well. Nolan Ryan caught it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Or maybe it was Reed Ryan. It was yeah, Reed, Reed or Ryan. Nolan. Yeah, Reed. I was like, no, because Reed, Reed was Reed left the team. Remember, Jim Crane's son was supposed to start taking over baseball stuff on the business side, and then the scandal happened, and like he just, I guess Jim Crane saw that. Wow. Everyone hates us. We need a we need a lovable guy back in back in the uh, front office. And Reed Ryan started doing more things again publicly with the team after he had d- announced that he was done with them. But he would be there as a um, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Advisor. Advisor. Yeah, he was going to be there as an advisor. That was it. Uh, but then remember- once a scandal a scandal happened, he came back in. Uh, I remember the yeah the the Tomlin thing. That's actually the 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 thing I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. He claims to have had no. No ties with writing the initial release. He says that he saw it and knew that it was wrong, but didn't think much of it. It was a lot of, oh, I saw this and this, but I didn't think much of this because I had uh, all these burdens on. I had all these responsibilities as a general manager. He claims to have seen the Tottenham thing and knowing as he was reading it that it was wrong, but he still located it, which. The, I know for sure the Tottenham thing, that was not from Luno. That was not from Jim Crane. I know. From what I've heard, it was from somebody, and they thought that was the right move, and it was a PR disaster. Oh, yeah, obviously, like clearly a PR disaster, right? And then the PR disasters continue all the way up until spring training, right? When the players first spoke, that was a bad idea. That was a terrible idea. So, man, I the Tobman one was, I think that. So there's two things in my opinion that really started everyone dissecting the Houston Astros. Number one, the sign stealing scandal, the the day broken. I have this on my YouTube channel, like the actual timeline. Why did Mike Fires decide to go public with it a month after the season? It was because AJ Hinch, remember with the Yankee yeah. series is like publicly going, Oh, they're throwing stuff up uh, against us about uh, stealing signs and this and that. And he was so arrogant about it. Like, right. we forget about it. A.J. Hinch was super arrogant about the Yankees accusing the Astros. And if you were a former player that knew all this and you didn't like the team, I'm watching that. I'm going, oh, really, A.J.? Really? Like, okay, now we're going to go public with this, right? Because if, if it was truly about what Mike Fires said in the, in the Players' Tribune article, or not the player, the athletic article was, you know, like guys are losing their jobs and this and that, then you should have said it immediately after you traded because guys' jobs could have been lost, right? So to me, it was that one moment. And then the Taubman stuff took it to the next level. Look, Jeff Luno is not liked in baseball, okay? I I don't know if a lot of people know this or not. He is not liked from baseball purists. A lot of people don't like the fact that he openly, you know, tanked the season 
uh, well, a bunch of seasons to get the draft picks and rebuild, and that was the plan and all that stuff. People didn't like that. People don't like the fact that Jeff Luno's arrogant as well. Like, he was super arrogant, right? Like, he's the smartest guy in the room. He hangs out with the smartest people in the room. He has the brain trust. He has the, what was it, the uh, decision? The Diamond uh, Dogs. The, his, diamond dogs. Yeah, his, his, his Diamond Dogs. His Diamond Dogs. No, no, but in Ben Ryder's uh, podcast, the um, like Sid Mydell uh, and all those guys. They, oh, I thought you were the, making a callback to, to – Ted Lasso. No, no, no. Yeah, this was a legit call, a callback to the the podcast. But um, it was like an a decision committee or action actionable committee or something. It was a ridiculous name for the yeah. the quote unquote nerds, right? So people just don't like him. And when the Taubman stuff happened, one, it was incredibly wrong, and two, it just gave everyone it gave everyone open season rights on. Oh, let's. Now let's go public with all of our Jeff Luno stories as well. Yeah. So it was not, you know, who actually the day after the Tobman stuff broke or the, like the, yeah, it was, I think it was like literally the, the Monday after, right? Because that happened on a Saturday night, the, the yeah, Yankees home yes, run. Yeah. And then Monday it was on to the world series and getting ready for that. I was actually talking to Ben Ryder. He was in studio. Do you remember that? He was in studio for a bunch of interviews. And he was like, so what do you think about this uh, this Taubman stuff? And I was talking to him about it. I was like, man, if it's true, then that dude, I mean, we like you just got to get rid of that dude right now. And, the, and then that day, the press release comes out as well, and they look even worse. But it, it, was, it was just one of those things. It's like, man, what a disaster. And that, that was open season. It was on. After that, the Astros went from beloved players to this – this organization is toxic. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. And as you alluded to, it continued into spring training after the scandals out, after Jeff Luno and, and uh AJ Hinch had been fired. The the written statements that they had Altuve and Bregman give out that were that were bad and bland as it mm. was. And then Jim Crane sitting down and talking to the media for thirty minutes and having no accountability whatsoever. And he just seemed very just tone. It was tone deaf. That's what it was. It was tone deaf. He couldn't read the freaking room. And you're right. Like it's been, it was a, a just an explosion of just miscommunication and just look, the man. inability to, to look, I didn't take many PR classes in college, but at even like I could sit, we can sit here and have a conversation about how they totally approached that the wrong way. They yeah. botched the hell out of that. But but you didn't have to take a PR class to learn from history in baseball, okay? Like, it comes down to this. Baseball writers, baseball fans, the media, all these people, they're so fickle because as long as you apologize, things are going to be okay, right? A-Rod. A-Rod, I guess, eventually apologized and, and moved on, and he's okay. The number one example I'll always bring up is Andy Pettit. Right, because you have two case studies to look at. Roger Clemens, who was not backing down, who was like, I'm innocent, I'm going to court, we're gonna do this, and, and I'm gonna be really aggressive about this. And Roger Clemens outside of Houston, he's out. Like he is yeah. not Roger Clemens should be doing Sunday night baseball right now. He or he should be in a position where he is managing or he's a great pitching coach or he's doing something in baseball. He's outside of like Skeeter's games, you don't you don't hear from Roger Clemens. Andy Pettit is the other example. Two guys, the same report, same situation, teammates, uh, New York Yankees, all that stuff. 
Andy Pettit comes out, apologizes. He's like, look, man, I did it. Bro, I, I, that was on me. I apologize. And cool. They move on. Everyone just moves on. Because the more you bring, the more attention you bring to it, guess what happens? People are going to start dissecting you even more. Right. And Andy Pettit was like, my bad. Yeah, I, I did it. I'm out. You know what? Let me pitch again. And he did. Boom. Like I do, he brought. I don't even see Roger Clemens. Yeah, he's not. He's not even at UT alumni games. I'm dead. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him anywhere but in Houston. Like everyone just cut ties with him, and that sucks. He's one. He is. Yeah. Like he's the greatest pitcher of my generation. It, it's incredible, and now he's just he's just another guy. So that's baseball for you, man. How do? You, how long do you think it takes for this tide to turn then? If your theory is true, a decade, I, I, man, I I don't know. I don't know because I, it fe- this feels yeah. worse than than the steroid stuff. Oh yeah, it feels way worse. It feels way worse because and maybe it's because we're so close to it, and that's yeah. the, the team we root for. But it just feels way worse. Um, it might not change until Jim Crane sells the team, and I don't think he's a, he's not going to sell the team. Not anytime right? soon, no. because the players. I mean, unless you get rid of everybody that was ever associated with it, it's tough, right? Like, you're not going to get rid of Altuve. Um, you're not going to get rid of Correa just because people don't like it, you know? And, and all you say to those people is like, hey, okay, we, we did cheat to start 2018. And then we stopped, by the way. There's no evidence that shows that we cheated in 18, 19, or this season. And we got to the ALCS all those years, World Series one time out of those years. And you were one AJ Hinch decision away from winning the World Series. So it's, you know, like those players, like, hey, yeah. we're still really good. We, by the, we can still hit. By the way, uh, put a pin in that AJ, AJ Hinch decision because now there's another layer to that onion. Yep. Uh, via Zach Granke. But yeah, uh, I mean, everyone who's a fan of that of the Astros needs to watch that interview, I think. Uh, it's It's just. It's crazy, man. I, I I don't I don't know what words to 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 put to it other than uh, Ruben asked if if other teams were exposed. No, that's I mean that's not that what he was. was some, yeah, that was some shady not, editing for Twitter. By it, the way, it was. That's not what he was trying to do. He's trying to get another job. Yeah. So, so NB, NBC tweeted out the 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 little snippet, the trailer for it, and it made it seem like he was throwing everyone else under the bus, like all the other teams, and that. I knew that wouldn't happen, right? Because I, I'm sure if you ever want to work in sports again, you don't do that because, you know, Manfred has said it like, guys, stop, enough. No more throwing everyone under the bus. Let's just let's just move on from here. And the Astros are the ones that caught it, unfortunately. Yeah. That's why I don't think that letter is ever going to come out. I don't think we'll ever see that Yankees letter because baseball just wants to move on. You know what they don't want? More cheating stuff. It doesn't help their sport. A, a sport that's already struggling, it does not help them. Right. So it's crazy. Okay, let's talk about the current Houston Astros. Man, that one hurt. That one hurt. I so uh, I, so I, let's, I was heartbroken. Let's tier who we feel the most for. Like I, I guess okay. name five people and tier them on who who your pain level. I don't know if okay. you want to do five, four, three, two, one, or no. Let's go. Let's go. The most painful. I feel the worst for Dusty Baker. Of course, Dusty has without to without a doubt. Without right. a doubt. Right, because he was so close again, he rallied this team. He was, he was gonna be, and he actually did a really good job, man. Like with the the mental stuff, right? And all of his moves worked out. That which was crazy, 
every single move worked out except for Lance McCullers starting game seven. Maybe he wants that one back, but you know what? How many strikeouts did Lance actually end up with? Was it nine or ten? Like He gave up three runs, man. It sucks. Yes, but your offense has to pick it up a little bit as well. I think that's the only decision. Like, do you do you think he wanted to start Urquidy? Like, if you could have it back, I I think I I don't think Lance was the wrong the, the wrong guy to start there. Like, yeah, it was it was his turn, and it just so happened he he made some mistakes and yeah. and and frankly, like maybe they should have won one of those first two games. The Altuve error that led to the three run bomb in Game Two specifically is. A, when I think that maybe they should have won and you never get to a game seven, but Dusty's definitely at the top of my list. Correa's probably my two. I've got Bregman second. Why? Because that was as bad as I've ever seen. <laughs> so him you, play. no, so you don't, you don't feel bad for him. You're pitying him. No, no, no. I feel bad for him, dude. When you're, when you're as arrogant as Bregman has been publicly, uh-huh. And, you know, like, we all talk about Altuve. It's been rough for him with the cheating scandal and all that. Bregman hasn't been the same, like, media yeah. Yeah, like, he hasn't been that. He hasn't been Bregman. His his play was okay in the regular season. It was fine. It wasn't third in Most Valuable Player uh, Award. But this Bregman at the plate and, and, like, some of the breaks he was catching – it was rough, dude. That that looked really bad. It looked like worse than rookie year Bregman. And remember, that was really bad. That was <laughs> yeah, like that's... he was getting in fights with he was getting in fights with radio people bad. That's how bad oh, it yeah. was for him. Remember? So hey, I, I, that's hey, put, AJ. Yeah. Hey, AJ. So that's why I'm putting Bregman number two. But okay. I can live with Altuve at number two. Although Correct. he had a he had a good series. He had a really good postseason. He was <laughs> yeah, really good in the yeah. postseason. He was yeah. bad in the regular season. Yeah. Correa is Correa's my two. Correa was my two. Okay. Because why? Of, he, he did great. He, he backed up everything he, he said. That's exactly why. Like I feel bad that he wasn't able to lead them to, to the ring. He was. He pushed Bregman aside, and he's like, "I got this. I'm the vocal leader. I'm gonna talk mess about ESPN while they're running our games. Yeah. About how they're not giving us <laughs> enough credit, and people were crying about that afterwards. Media people. I'm going to get in Fran Valdez's face and tell him to get his bleep together because we got to win this damn game like a real le- the real leader that I am. I'm going to hit a freaking walk-off home run the game before. I'm going to score the only two runs in the in a game seven. Like, I feel terrible for him. I feel great. Like, if there's one person whose stock rose the most, it was it's Carlos Correa. Oh, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. So how can he be the the, the, because- the g- biggest gain and the and the worst in terms of, like, feeling bad for him? Because I wanted him to win the AL MVP, which he would have yeah. won if they if they won the the uh, if they won Game Seven. Um, Sammy says I don't feel bad at all because it was all about the journey and the memories we made along the way. And hey, in the end, we're all still really good friends. Hashtag tweet like phony real. <laughs> phony ass real. <laughs> you want to see the ultimate example of phony real? I just saw a Jeff Luno interview that was thirty minutes long. That was phony oh. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took a page right out of the phony radio playbook. No, that's unfortunately that is Jeff Luno. <laughs> Jeff has always been like this. Everything you're describing, I'm gonna go watch it. And I'll get, I'll have more thoughts on Twitter. <laughs> Jeff has always been like this. That dude is super arrogant. Dude, when you're that smart, you're allowed to be 
arrogant. Okay, like I'm sorry. He, that dude is a he's brilliant, right? Um, but here's your here's your ultimate example of phony reel. What did so, you do? So if you go on Instagram, it's the same picture with two different captions. Okay. Oh so lord. I, on Instagram, it's um, okay. the picture I posted today is just like a post workout picture I took last week. Wait, on on which on your Finsta or on your Insta? No, on my Insta, not my private account. That's why I don't even bring that up anymore because I don't want people searching it out. <laughs> Venmo me five dollars and I will give you exclusive access to his no, personal Instagram where he no. posts pictures of his dog and his daughter. No, I had I had to like go and clean that account out. It took forever. So it says Raheel Raheel doing things. My Instagram aesthetic is hard work. Son, boom. Hashtag Richmond. Hashtag Houston. Hashtag Sugarland. Hashtag Fort Bend. Hashtag go vote. Hashtag fitness. Hashtag <laughs> fake deep thoughts. There wasn't even a fake deep thought. Exactly. That's Instagram, baby. And then on Twitter, it's, uh, here's my phony. It's same picture, and it just says, just thinking about how I'll need to think of a clever caption for this fitness thirst trap. First of all, it's not really a thirst trap. You're not showing your wagon, which is your, is which is your selling point. <laughs> You're not showing any any uh, any skin, any provocative skin, I should say. I don't really think it's a thirst trap. Like no, it's a fitness thirst trap. This is not a thirst trap. This no, is no, you no, just a... sitting on on a field with a cone and soccer cleats on. No, it's a fitness thirst trap. Not a thirst trap. It's a fitness thirst trap. Like hey, fitness brands. Hey, fitness brands. You want some of this? Hey, hey little lemon. Hey. Hey, Lululemon. No, I tag him in everything. So, uh, okay. So, Astros, I felt bad. So, number two, uh, Correa for you. Altuve's up there as well. Altuve's my three. Um, I feel bad for Brantley. I really wanted him to get a ring as well. Like, for everything he's oh, done he, for this he's team. He's coming back. He's coming back. I, uh, I hope so. I really I Actually, I don't hope so. From what James Click was making it sound like, the Astros are going to be poor next year. And oh, all, yeah. And all of baseball might be really, really poor next year. So I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Springer because they're coming off of well, Springer's. This is his first mega deal. And Brantley's coming off a great resurrection. They might not get market value, unfortunately, no, because of the, not, the cap. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going and to. That sucks, dude. George Springer got screwed with, with the call up stuff what, early in his career. It started his clock late, and that's why he's going to be 31 hitting free agency for the first time because the Astros screwed him. And now Brantley resurrects his career, one of the best hitters in the game, and they, they're they not going to get market value. That sucks. I feel bad for him. Maybe that means Springer's staying. He should. He should stay one more year because the CBA is up at the end of this year. It is. And uh, I heard Adam Wexler talking about this. So if it's up, 790, what's up? I listen to him. <laughs> oh, my. After after I'm done listening to the morning show, so um, but listen, everyone. Do, do you want me to give a shout out to every single person I listen to? I mean, if you want, you, we've got time. Okay, so here's my schedule, my morning radio oh, schedule. Lord. No, I'm joking. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I don't want. I don't want people texting me like, oh, you didn't give us any love. You don't listen to my show. You know, hey, you listen to my show, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. So um, what was I saying? Yeah, the CBA is up next year. So like you might as well just wait and see what the, the new cap looks like. See what see what else is out there. Like just take a one year deal, but run I, it back. There has been those those years where players aren't getting last year. This wasn't the case. But a couple years ago, there was that that really that year where every every owner was just like, nope, we're mm -hmm. not paying you. Nope. But that was a Bryce Harper year. 
The, the uh, Bryce Har- everyone was waiting for the big Bryce Harper deal, and eventually he did get a monster deal. But no, there was. It's. I mean, it's happened a couple instances now. It was after the Royals. The Royals had the free agents and Hosmer and uh, God, who's the other? Who's the other uh, infielder for the Royals who were free agents and had to take like one year deals? Mm-hmm. Like it, it. It's been happening a lot. Josh Donaldson took like two one year deals in his last two. His last two uh, deals. It's like a guy like Josh Donaldson uh, had to had to take a prove it uh, prove it deal with the Braves yeah. last year. Like. It's just baseball. Baseball contracts are already stupid as it is, and you're right. The pandemic just adds a whole other layer to it. Okay. Um, so, anything else in sports before we move on to everything else in life? I think I think, I think someone wanted your thoughts on the Texans game. Oh yeah. Um, are you mad at, at Romeo today? No, I loved it. If you if you for real want a, a a a huge football breakdown of that, this is where I plug the No Layups podcast. Actually, no, you get you can find it on Periscope. You can't find it on iTunes because I didn't put it up, or you can go to ABC 13's YouTube page and you'll find it there. It's only um, only video because the post game shows are 25 minutes. I don't put them up on audio side, um, but we did like a a, a breakdown like discussing all sides of that decision i loved it okay just to sum it up i absolutely loved it like that's the that was a great call it didn't go your way your defense let you down twice you were also like kicking the extra point we're just assuming that kaimi is gonna make it because he right. just missed an extra point in that game you know so, so there was like, there was an instant there was a similar instance in the washington uh and giants game where uh, at the at the end of the game, the score was 20, 20 to nineteen. The Washington football team was down by a point, and Ron Rivera decides to go for two so they could take the lead, and they don't score. And afterwards, obviously, they ask him about it, and uh, he made a really good point. And I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly, but it was something along the lines of, "I can't tell these guys we're going to be a game, uh, a winning football team if we don't try to actually win this games and make game winning plays," which is what we always said about O'Brien, right? It was stale. It was boring. Yeah. Let Deshaun cook. Let the offense cook. Let the offense run free. Yo, if you were criticizing going for two, then you were probably you should then you're publicly criticizing him going for on fourth down, right? Right? Because then it's either way, it's a one possession game at that point. Like who cares? Right? Either way, they're gonna have to score a touchdown. So why even go for the fourth down conversion there? Where Deshaun makes a great play, Cobb's ends up with the the Cobb ends up with a great catch, and, and they go up, and that that's where you decide to go for two. I love that man. That defense got rolled. You're telling me that defense uh, was going to stop a Derrick Henry two yard rush? Nope, wasn't going to happen. So the defense the Titans, they had already given up a 94 yard yeah. touchdown, and, and a defense that gave up 200 plus yards to Derrick Henry, like you. You're not going to stop him, okay? There's a reason he went for it because that defense, although they forced the the turnovers, the interception by Roby, which set up that game, uh, that game extending drive yeah. that was a great interception, the block field goal, the JJ uh, sack fumble, those are great plays. But at the end of the day, you still gave up 600 plus yards. Ryan Tannehill carved you up on the game winning drive, 150 with one timeout left, and you couldn't do your job once again. I tweeted this yesterday. I hope there's an alternate universe out there where Deshaun wins games and the defense doesn't let him down because <laughs> it seems like that is a story of his career so far. Deshaun does everything and the defense lets him down. I think if you wanted to make it as layman and as basically 
black or white as you, as you want with with this whole debate is the way Deshaun threw that that joking fit that rolled his eyes mm-hmm. when they lost the coin <laughs> the coin toss. He knew he wasn't getting on the field in overtime. Yeah. He knew wonder- he knew they were going to come down the ball and he, they were going to come down the field and score. So I'm sure he'll be asked about that because he, nobody asked him after the game because I don't think it went viral until later on. But I'm curious about that because it seemed like who was it? Was it Derrick Henry on the other side? Who was it? Was, it was uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill? Man, I didn't, it didn't look like Ryan Tannehill. Um, it looked like they had a joke between themselves. That's what that reaction looked like to me. Like th- they were joking about something. and So you uh, think it wasn't about yeah. that? I don't think it was about. I don't think it was oh, about the, the money. Team. Yeah, okay. I I think it truly was like those two were joking about it because even you see whoever the coin toss was, Ryan Tannehill, you see his reaction as well. He's like laughing, like "Yeah, I got you." You know, yeah. it wasn't a serious coin toss, so um, maybe it was. But to me, like when I first saw it, it was just funny because it looked like those two had a joke going on. Uh, Josh makes a good point. The the Brable twelve men on the field to stop the clock. And then uh, him yeah. just refusing to answer a question about it today. That was pretty good. Yeah, and was good. somebody was like, well, why did he throw a fake fit about it? Well, because the Texans would have declined the, the penalty then. So you got to make it look really like, hey, this is happening. Yeah. So that, that was a brilliant move by him. For those of you that don't know, it was like 340 left in the game. Texans have the ball. Instead of wasting a timeout, he told some kid, like, go on the field right now. And they got a 12-man on the – 12 men on the field penalty, which stops the clock. You lose five yards, and the clock stops in in a pivotal moment, right? Like, end of game, you need to uh, conserve your timeouts. And that was a good move. Like, you give up the five yards, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's five yards. Even And he, he did that last year as well in a game because uh, Warren Sharp tweeted about it. And he did it last year in a game. The team got a first down, and they eventually ended up punting. So it didn't even hurt them. So I mean, it, it didn't it did hurt them yesterday. Yeah, yeah it, it did hurt. I mean, at the end, the end, I mean, but they won. So yeah, they won, but it it didn't hurt them in the fact that they had an extra forty seconds, right? So there's a huge difference between one fifty and one timeout and one ten and one timeout right. left in the game. So um, yeah, it, it, it that was a wild game, man. It was fun to watch, and it was actually fun rooting for the Texans. Like, I'm not no, there yet. Yeah, I, I'm there. Like as long as Bill O'Brien, I said it. As long as Bill O'Brien's not there. I'm good. I, I, I'm all on board. Okay, now we're running out. So we're at 35 minutes. So let's go through other stuff. Ooh, that's too yeah. much sports. We did too much sports. Way too. too much sport. It was a really sportsy show, which is funny because I'm tired of watching sports. That was my next thing. I'm not going to oh, watch yeah? the World Series. I'm not going to watch Monday Night Football. I'm tired of watching sports. Like, you don't I'm have the all... game on? No, I don't. I'm in my bedroom. The Cardinals are up 21-0. Whoa. Spoiler alert. Wow. You weren't going to watch it. No, I know. Did There's you have no a tape? <laughs> no. Uh, the Chiefs ended see, up winning. You want to see Andy Dalton come back? Nope. I don't want to see Andy Dalton ever. <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only place I want to see Andy Dalton is if I'm in Katy and I'm at the Trader Joe's. And I'm like, hey, there's, there's Andy oh, Dalton. Oh, there's Andy Dalton. Hey, aren't you Andy Dalton? Yeah. There you go. Hey. That's the only time I want to see him. Um, so I'm tired of watching sports. And that's why I've been watching F is for Family. And Josh, great, great call on this one. F is for Families, the cartoon show Bill Burr has written, produced, animated. Like, he's done everything. He voices a dad, uh, dad's voice on there and other characters as well. It's said in 1972. We assume it's Massachusetts, right? Because uh, it, it's po- isn't it post uh, the Vietnam, Vietnam War? Yeah. 
post-Vietnam War, it's awesome. You haven't started it at all, right? No, no. Yeah, I, I think, wasn't I... I thought I was the one that told you to, that you might no, enjoy it. Josh told me. We, we talked about it last week on the okay, show. Okay, so you have seen it. Okay. okay yeah, no. I've seen like the first six six or so episodes and I started oh, rewatching it. it. I started rewatching, uh, rewatching the show around the time you started watching it again, but I only watched the pilot again. Are you are you at the point where the closeted husband is introduced to the show? I don't think so. I've, okay. I've, okay, see, that's why I was confused because you were like, hey, hey, easy on the spoilers there. It is one of the funniest shows because it's like King of the Hill, except it's super graphic, super aggressive, curse words. I mean, they just show a lot of shaft as well, like unnecessary shaft. You know, That's like, why hey. you enjoy it so much. I'm like, hey, I didn't, I didn't want to see this. Um, but there's also really good observations about what, where we were as a country. Like they make fun of it, but it is so crazy to watch. And you go, oh, yeah, that's how it used to be. Yeah. So it's it's a really funny show. <clears throat> and again, do you know how I know it's really funny? Because my wife hates it. So Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it passes the test? It passes the test. And she watches it every night with me because she's on the couch with me reading her Kindle. Does she I'm roll watching, her eyes? And she's just like, what are you watching? Why are you <laughs> still watching this? <laughs> and I'm like, because it's so... And then I have to like, I feel bad because there's some like super, super aggressive jokes in there. And my and wife, so like my wife, thinks I'm a great guy still. So I'm like, oh man, this buddy. I hold my laughter in. I'm like, I shouldn't laugh at this. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna bite my tongue. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Because if she sees me laughing at this, it's gonna break her <laughs> perception of me, and I don't want that buddy, to happen. <laughs> you you've been together long enough for her, for that perception to have already been broken. Come on no, now. No. See, like, dude, the back end of season one and early season two. I didn't. I don't think I got that far. Oh my. God, just wait, Jose. Did it you get to so the damn good? Did you get through the part that I told you last week about? Which one? The 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 Holocaust surviving uh, neighbor that they think yeah. is an <laughs> is a Nazi. Not I last last week. I said I I thought they thought he was an uh like a uh, someone who worships anarchist, the devil, yeah, uh, anarchist. Yeah. But no, they think he's a Nazi, dude. And they think that his the serial number that obviously they had was is was the amount of kills he had. Yeah, it's. It, it's stuff like that because you go, oh, my gosh. And when you told me about that, I was like, ooh, okay, this show's going to be like that. That's like the least funny thing about the show now that I'm three seasons in. Man, just wait till you get just wait till you get the closeted husband part. How, how many seasons are out? Four? Four. Okay. Four. And then wait till the part like you just see how they treat women in the show. Man. <laughs> and these are like accurate depictions of where america was not yeah. too long ago so yeah the homeless kids are really funny the, every character in that show you go oh you can make a case that this is the funniest character so the show is called f is for family it's on netflix i've been telling all my neighbors as well so like we can like talk about it so mm, uh, i know your neighbor hi neighbors mm. uh, i got so a new show sure. recommendation for you Yo, so make sure you guys watch it because we'll be we'll be referencing that show a lot on the, on this podcast in the upcoming weeks. It, yes, it's our Josh, new, it's our new crush. It is it is uh, based in a post Pearl Harbor world. <laughs> in a post Pearl Harbor world, <laughs> the stupidest Nathan for you reference. Uh, schools have reopened in HISD. Any thoughts on that? That was today, wasn't it? Oh, I need to I need to check on my cousin. She <clears> teaches. <throat> she teaches in HISD. I, Man. I just remembered. 
there's a this is going to get interesting. I saw that uh, there's one leading expert that said the next six to 12 weeks are about to be the worst that we're about to go through. So everyone just be safe, please. Um, you know, do what you can to stay safe. Okay. So on Thursday night, um, my cousin who works for HISD told me, no, I'm sorry, on Wednesday night, she texted me to tell me that they were, they were planning to start on Monday and that most of her students didn't know that was the case. What? So they were leaving the, the, her, the administration at her school was leaving it up to her to inform all of the parents that it was starting on that following Monday, which is today. What is it? And, and she was like, really frustrated don't they have to with opt that. In? I thought every parent has to opt in their kids. It's not like just come back because I know because I have a friend who works for HISD in their uh, media communications department. And I was just getting some of the stats. It's so, like 60% no, that... have come back, 40 are still opting out. Right, but they need those. Some kids need to be assigned to different classrooms because there's yeah. a certain amount of there's a limit of amount of kids that are allowed into the classroom. And at and at Wednesday limit, night, quote unquote, right, limit, limit yeah, quote unquote. Yeah. On Wednesday night, when she sent me that message venting, that had not been assigned yet. The kids, kid, as of Wednesday night, there's Thursday was the last time we talked about it. Uh, there was kids who didn't know where their classroom was going to be on Monday when they returned to school. I can I can tell you from somebody that I'm really close with that teaches. He told me he's like there nobody social distancing guys. Of course they're not, not. They're not. It's they're not... not shutting down schools. They're just if there's a case or anything happens, they'll just con uh, contact trace and then hope for the best. That's what everything is now, right? Like you just hope for the best because this is just where we are, man. This is just where we are. So you know, unfortunately, the only phrase I can say here is it is what it is, and you just hope that none of the teachers especially the teachers that have been there and have sacrificed their whole life for teaching that they don't get it there was one in Hodges Bend uh, my, one of my neighbors was telling me I haven't read up on it so I could be wrong but uh, a, an older teacher did pass away from COVID-19 um, so like it's gonna happen guys um, so just be careful man Ugh, ugh, it's so bad it's so bad so there's that um this is at an all-time, by the way, confirmed from somebody that works in the industry. This is the worst it's ever been with political mailers. Have you been getting bombarded with political flyers in, in your mail? I actually got a letter today from, uh, God, I didn't see where it came from, but I was so confused because it was handwritten and it was from uh, the Democratic Party, the, the Capitol in Austin. And they like it's like a it's like a flyer sheet that they it's almost like like a like like a sheet that you'd have in in high school right where it has hi my name is blank and someone filled it out with their name and I vote in Texas because I live here and the reasons that I vote are blank and someone wrote it, wrote it wrote it out with their hand and at the end they signed it with their with their first name and the initial for their last name I got that in the mail today and I was like what. Dude, Why am I getting this? I'm 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 voting. Like, I, I'm surprised that's your only one. Like, literally is, every day in the suburbs here, we have buddy, between between eight to buddy. twelve of those. Like, you mean the the type that I got, or like the the like flyers? The, the We've got Crenshaw everything. flyers because I've gotten plenty of Dan Crenshaw flyers. In his district, that's why. But we all so, know who you're voting for. What's up, Sema? Shout out to Sema. Um, we've been getting so much 
crap. And I wish there was a way to opt in at the beginning of an election cycle. You just go, <laughs> you just tell them like, hey, how much are you going to spend on me, right? Like per person, how much are you going to spend? Because these flyers aren't free. Okay, nothing is free. So let's say they spent, uh, I'm saying, I'm thinking off the top of my head, they probably spent 80 bucks a person, maybe 90 bucks a person, right? Sending all this out. So many, I mean, it's just so many. You tell them like, hey, I'm going to let you know who I'm voting for. Like, you, you guys are good in my book. I'm, I'm voting for you. Do not send me this stuff. Instead, send the 80 bucks to me that you've allocated for me. <laughs> Yo, I'll, just buy the vote. Just buy here. You want to buy my vote? Instead of hitting me with all of these flyers, send me a check for 40, 40 bucks. Let's go cut it in half. Send me 40. Don't send me any more crap. Don't text message me. Don't target me on Facebook. Here it is. And that's it. Like that's it. I'll vote for you. We're the, good. Uh, the 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 texts are also really aggressive. I've gotten two today, two this yeah. afternoon. Uh, and there's uh there's you've got two comments on that. Josh says uh, that he just gets to he he's confirming what you're saying. He gets the text and the calls. And Sammy with the gem of uh that T-Mobile built-in spam blockers working harder than LeBron in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I've been it getting so many. It man. ain't working that hard. My spam blockers like. Like James elimination uh, game, James Harden. Oh no, that's, that's how my really good. Ad, that's how my my uh, ad block my uh, my spam blocker is because I get them all day. I, as soon as I don't even read the text anymore. If it just says "Hey," I'm so and so. Yeah, I'm so and so. I just go. I don't delete it. I just say either no or unsubscribe. Just respond to them because they take you off the list. Ever since I started doing that, the messages have gone down. You oh, just because it's public information, right? Because I asked somebody one time. I was like. I was like, okay, I'm going to respond to you. I said, hey, how'd you get my number? And the person responded like, hey, it's just from a public database that we have. And I was like, well, that's, how'd you, what do you mean? I, I didn't want my information in there. Like, unfortunately. Calm down, Ron Swanson. Yeah, like when you register to vote, guess what? It's public, right? Yeah. And I said, well, how do I get off of this? And they said, just unsubscribe. Tell us to unsubscribe and we'll take you off of the list. So I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten but maybe one all week. Because I've been unsubscribing everyone. So do that. If you guys are getting annoyed. Maybe some people like the attention. They're like, oh, look, another text message. I love this. The Facebook stuff doesn't bother me as much anymore. Cause I don't just, really get on Facebook that much. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I just, uh, whatever. I just ignore it now. So it, it, that, yeah. It, but I know from somebody that works in, in that industry. Oh. That this is the worst political flyer year he's ever seen. He's like, it's never been this bad. This is a guy that works in it. so Because there's so many people using the flyers to kill bugs? I don't know. I don't know. Is that why? And you saw the record numbers, right? Harris County, uh, Austin, yeah. everyone. They've like reached 50% of the people that have already, that voted in 2016. They've already hit that number. Wow. And we're still, we're, we're only six days into early mm -hmm. voting. We still have uh, until October 30th. So make sure you go early vote. Like on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. That's probably the best time. You don't want to wait too late. So, because uh, it's going to be another, this is going to be the biggest election year I, I can remember in my life in terms of total numbers. Yeah. So make sure you guys do it. Okay. Uh, got that Amazon Prime Day. What'd you pick up? Anything good? Not a damn thing. What? Not a, you didn't get a, a Bluetooth scale? No, I don't need that. I already have one. 
And I don't you, use it because you, I, I disappoint myself every time. You I didn't get, get a massage gun or maybe a, a cold brew kit. I already or... have a cold brew kit <laughs> that, that I bought based off your recommendation. So I tweeted. I told you I, I've told you guys this last week. I'm in the Amazon influencer portal so I can like send out links like fat kids. How does that us. work, by the way? Can you tell me how that works? Yeah, I, I'll explain. Are you easy. are you allowed to yeah. like on the record? Can you say it on the podcast yeah. on the record? Yeah, I've told you the numbers. I'm going to be open about this because this is so fascinating to me. Did Amazon so, reach out to you like, hey, Raheel, we like your content. No, it, the way it was literally they ran they they run ads for the influencer program, and I guess there's like certain benchmarks you got to meet to be approved. So, you know, like fortunately that blue check mark on Twitter gets you in a lot of doors because mm-hmm. people love mm-hmm. that, right? So I I filled out an application and gave all my social profiles. It got approved, and I just have like a little dashboard where. I literally search the product that I want to link and I create a link and it has my influencer code built in mm-hmm. and I just tweet it out. That's it. So on Amazon Prime Day, I tweeted out the Bluetooth scale, the massage gun I use and all these random things, right? The mic that I'm using and it ended up with it ended up with a lot of clicks, like a lot of people clicked on it. 33 people purchased something. OK, oh, 33 wow. purchases. All right. From one tweet, literally, all I did was promote it one time. And guess how much money I got off of those 33 purchases? $300. No, lower. $33. Lower. $3. Higher. <laughs> 10 bucks. It's terrible. Like, there's, it's a terrible referral program. Hey, dog, why are you, why are you ousting it? First of all, this is a, a good reminder of why that that day uh, earlier this summer, where the blue check marks were pretty much vanished from Twitter, why that was one of the most glorious <laughs> days on so, in social media history. You guys lost everything for for about an hour and a half. It was it was the cleansing we needed though. It was to a wild time. Ourselves. It was it was to remind. <laughs> I was texting all my fellow blue check mark people like, "Wow, the pores are still on social media. Well, look at them. Like this is so embarrassing." And there was no way I was refreshing it like frantically, like, oh my god, my Twitter's broken. This is the only thing yes, I have. You were. <laughs> I yes, you I were. I know I was. I know I was. I picked up a Bluetooth speaker. Um, I've been on a hunt for a really good Bluetooth speaker ever since I lost mine, and I finally found a good one. I'm, I'll post about it. Right, I'll Pete. give you guys. I'll give you guys a link uh, to this Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> no, right thank now. you. I'll just look for it myself. Yeah, it's all. It's I got it for twenty bucks. I could have gotten it for nine bucks, but I didn't pull the trigger fast enough. So mm. yeah, there's my. Do you Amazon have it on you right me. now? No, it's in my garage. Oh, damn, yeah, it's pretty dope. It's 36 watts. It's loud, good bass. It has a a built-in charger as well, so you can charge your phone Ooh. while you listen to it. Yeah, I got you. I'm not gonna tell you the name. If you guys want it, follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet <laughs> about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna just give it up for free anymore. I want my 30 cents off of the purchase. <laughs> That's what it. It's so I hate it so much. Okay, so those are all the topics that I have. Space Jam 2, the rumored plot. Do you want to go over this without looking it up? Because we both okay. read it. But now let's First see if we all, remember it. Uh, before we get into it, you were actually the one who brought it to my attention. This was out. Did it make you more excited or less excited for the movie? <sighs> less excited. Really? Yeah. I'm all the hell in. Less excited. I am all... Like, I am... I am all the way. You're excited because of the characters, right? Because it's basically it's going to be an alternate universe 
where it's going to be like it's going to be like a live action episode of uh animaniacs which yeah is getting uh it's coming back next month on on oh, uh, hulu yeah it new got, episodes or just yeah, uh re-release? new episodes wow okay cool you just totally missed that that was last sunday yeah i totally missed that yeah so uh that's what it kind of sounds like like a live action episode of uh animaniacs with lebron james and uh brawny james in it Oh, look, uh, Hefe just got kicked out of the podcast. It's about Space Jose. Raheel's going to cry anyway. That's a good point. You guys are the worst. That's so mean. Since that Apollo, Apollo 11 movie makes you cry all the time. Um, it's not Apollo 11. It's not all your jokes that you guys are going to hit me with. It's Interstellar, Christopher Nolan's best work. Okay, that's what it is. So basically, Star the Wars: plot- The Great Awakening. <laughs> I don't think that's a real Space movie. Jam- no, that's not. That's not <laughs> the Great Awakening is, though. Uh, basically, it's space. Here's what happens in Space Jam. What I remember. Okay. So, so LeBron and Bronny. We don't at, know if it's Bronny. Okay. One of the sons. One right. of the sons. Uh, LeBron and a son of his. They're at the Warner Brothers Studios, and one thing leads to another, and all of a sudden they're in an alternate universe where there's like uh, it's basically Ultron takes over the Warner Brothers equivalent of Ultron, a computer generated program creates this like alternate universe and and brawny gets lost in it and lebron has to now go win a basketball game against uh ai uh not alan iverson but artificial intelligence is that a good summary i think so you missed uh mahershala ali's in it he's the main villain apparently okay uh i, missed I think that. I, I didn't even catch that on my own a current current nba and WNBA players i think oh yeah he teams up with current no, no, he's he, playing against, against AI. NBA, that's yeah. AI of those players. Okay, so there's no more. There's no more evil mountain or evil the space two, mountains or anything like that. I think there. I think there will be. I'd be okay. kind of disappointed if there isn't some iteration of that. The like monsters better be in it. Somehow. Like maybe, like it's maybe like a monster version of Clay Thompson or something. Ooh. Right. It's like Clay Thompson, but he looks like a monster. Okay, we'll do this when Space Jam 2 comes out. We'll make our big predictions on it, but I want to throw one out right now. 100% that LeBron James is going to pin somebody to win the game, right? Like he did to Andre Iguodala because LeBron is such, I mean, he's just so cheesy sometimes. You know, you know how in the in the original Space Jam, Jordan doesn't do the 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 uh the the free throw line dunk, he does a full court line dunk. Yeah. He, he's going to do the same thing. Instead of doing a full court dunk, He's going to do a full court block. Oh, that's where a his great, where his arm. That's a great call. Where his arm's going to extend all the way yeah. to the back to the to the blackboard. Because that's what he's known for, right? What's the block, he, right? The chase what's down his block. signature is a, the signature thing, right? Like it's, LeBron, yeah. I don't like Steph Curry shooting threes from half court. Um, Kobe the fadeaway, Jordan the fadeaway, Dirk once one leg, uh, the one leg fadeaway, James Harden step back three. What's LeBron? He's not known for, like, I guess his dunk, the most powerful dunk, but he's known for the chase down block. Yeah. So it would only be right if he does a chase down block to win the game. No, it has to be. You're right. It has to be. If, if, look, sometimes you got to make, you got to keep it basic, right? For the simps. So that's, look, that's why we're writing it. Simp talking about simping. Yeah. Simping Pot calling the kettle black. Sammy brings up a good point that I was bringing up earlier. Are we sure Bronny's even alive since LeBron got home from whooping his ass for smoking weed on Instagram Live? Yeah, he lives in California. It's but he's a, a minor. Deal. He's a minor. Huh? Isn't he still a minor? I don't. So what? I don't think it's a big deal. 
I don't think smoking weed over there is a big deal. I think the movie is going to get delayed, not because of COVID, but because they have to do reshoots with one of LeBron's other kids. They got to edit. They got to edit Bronny out. We don't know that it's Bronny for sure, but it would only make sense for yeah, it, it would to be Bronny, sense. right? And also, the Bronny stuff never went mainstream. It only it stayed on social media because you know the NBA shut it down right away. That's a good point. It they was only shut it down. It was only like jokes within like NBA Twitter. Yeah. It didn't even leave NBA Twitter. It didn't even get to mainstream sports Twitter. It just stayed in NBA Twitter. Yeah, probably so. Right? Like, and it was it was right before the final, so, um, like everyone was focused on basketball at that point. Now, if this was an if it was an off season thing, oh, it would have been a funny, it would have been a funny sports Twitter moment. But it stayed in NBA Twitter, and I think people realize it as well too. Like, it's a sixteen year old kid. What are we doing? Who cares? In your I kid, can't reveal. No, no, I would hate that if you were 16 and some of your business got aired out like that. And I know he did it to himself. And he probably doesn't care if he did put it on Instagram live. Like who he he probably doesn't give a damn, right? Like and he probably has a great relationship with his parents or like, look, Bronny, if you're going to do it, that's fine. Whatever, just, you know, make sure you're safe. You don't post that if you are really scared, right? Like to me that at least that's my reading from the outside looking in. So um I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think him smoking weed on camera is a big deal. So uh, do you want to look over what it actually is? I think we got it mostly right. Okay, do it. Re- you got the whole synopsis? I, the alleged synopsis. Right. We don't know if this is true or not. We kind of just rolled with it once we saw it. Yeah, it could be Warner Brothers leaking it just to see like everyone's reaction to it. Like, hey, what do you, hey, what do you guys think, think about this? Hey, let's just leak it real quickly. And if people like it, we'll move on. Kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog did, right? They put right. that trailer out and like, this is dog crap. And then they redid the whole thing. And it was the number one grossing movie of the year. So you do subscribe to the idea that that original trailer was uh, was intentionally bad. Like the animation in the original trailer was yeah. intentionally bad. So do I. Okay. So uh, via Twitter, the, the synopsis reads as uh, follows. During a trip to Warner Brothers Studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of the Warner Brothers stories and characters under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powered force named Ali, played by... Oh, not not Mahershala Ali, Don Cheadle. Okay. Uh, wrong uh, wrong actor, no. <laughs> With the help of, of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they, are, as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now, to get back home, LeBron and the Toons have to unravel Algy's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against digital gamified super versions of the w, of the NBA and WNBA biggest stars as the entire world watches. Whoa. So, basically, it's Avengers Ultron. <laughs> it sort of is. It sounds like. It, it sort of is Avengers. He's go- yeah. <laughs> they got to go find Taz. <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like is. Yo, Ultron got out of control, and now we gotta we gotta mess up Ultron. That's all it is, and then he becomes a best friend of ours. It's all good then. So Don Cheadle is going to be uh, is going to be homies with Bugs Bunny at the end of it, is what you're saying? Yeah. Here's some really good comments. Hefe says this is basically something Brawny thought of when he got high and told LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're going to have to reshoot it. 
That's so stupid. Um, you're right. When it wasn't mainstream because we definitely would have gotten Laura Ingram or Tucker Carlson oh, Lord. talking about LeBron being a bad dad. Absolutely, that would that would have happened. So, I'm 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 what I'm mixed about it. I'm mixed about it. I'm, uh, I I hope I hope this is the the actual plot of the movie. That, that's what I want it to be. Okay, last thing. And uh, it, it would and it would make sense because remember those like. Was it like pictures or what was it that we saw of like the Jim Carrey mask? Yeah. On set, uh, Pennywise on set. Like we were like, what the hell? Like, why is this part yeah, of the Space Jam movie? You're right. It does make sense. That, that All of that stuff came out last year and it was actual pictures of them. Hmm. So the, I, I think this is real. What other Warner Brother properties are there that like could make a... A sneak peek. I, I, you know, we'll do that when Space Jam comes out. Yeah, no, or, like, or when we're not already running late. But yeah, that, that's a good. good that's uh, I mean, Warner Brothers is huge, so. Yeah. Okay. You got uh, you want to do something on Hit Boy real quickly? Do you remember a good old Hit Boy? He uh, Kanye kind of bit a lot of his stuff during uh the Watch His Throne era. I don't. That's what I was gonna ask you. I didn't want to read up on Hit Boy. Tell me, tell, give me a, give me a. Uh, Explain it to me like I'm five years old, as Michael Scott would Okay. Hit Boy. He makes the, the part of the song that goes boom, 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 boom. He's a pretty popular producer. I think uh, one of his bigger songs was Trophies, the Drake song. He made the okay. beat to that. And uh, he's kind of had, maybe it's not a resurgence. Maybe it was just my, my own ignorance. But in the past two months, he's produced, completely produced front to back, two really good albums. And uh, I don't know. Again, it might be apparently. Apparently, he also produced most of Big Sean's album, uh, which I didn't listen to because I don't like Big Sean. But he's he's kind of like the face of hip hop production right now, and no one's really talking about it. He's produced what, two. What are the other albums that he produced that you you liked? So he he produced Nas's uh, latest album. Uh, God, what's it called? King, King the King's Plague is it? Let me look it up real quick. I have it on my Apple the, Music. The twenty twenty one. The one that just came out that was all over King's Disease. That was that was all over the. If you watched any of the bubble playoffs, you heard the music because they were oh, bumping. Really? They were bumping in and out of, of commercial breaks with it all the freaking time. Okay. And uh, just recently, uh, Burden of Proof by an artist named uh, Benny the Butcher. He's a he's a newer rapper who uh, frequents with uh, Freddie Gibbs, who we've talked about before when yeah. he when when he was beefing with DJ Academics. Produced both of those albums front to back. Did a really good job. They're really well produced albums. Uh, and I don't know. Give give the man his roses. Okay, perfect. I thought he died or something. I was like, no. Who's, I was like, who's Hit Boy? I was like, no, did he I did miss something die. here? Okay, so okay, there you go. So uh, give him some props. God, what song did he produce? One of the Watch the Throne songs that ended up getting scrapped. Really, Hit Boy, Watch the Throne. Because the I I will go down that rabbit hole for sure. Um, he produced, he produced, uh, N words in Paris. There was another one that, uh, what was the song that was original sing, uh, single and then got scrapped? Uh, that's my B word. I think it might've been that, but that ended up being on the album. Yeah. So he, he produced a lot of, uh, a, a did, lot of, did that song leak? Or no? It, it might have. I mean, that was, what, 2014? No, 20, before that. Yeah, before or that. 20, 20, 2012? 
20, yeah, 2012, 2011. Yeah, I mean, that was 10 years ago. I don't really remember. Yeah, I mean, he's produced the hell out of both of those albums. They're really well produced, really good beats. Uh, Apparently, songs. Yeah, I'm trying to see what was left off. Sammy says uh, the Hit Boy and Jay Park collab goes off, goes hard AF. I don't know who Jay Park is. Are you familiar with Jay Park? I am not. Um, man, like I'm now I'm looking up all this. So that's what I'm gonna be doing after the show. <laughs> it's trying to find all these songs that weren't on Watch the Throne, which I don't think gets enough credit for being how uh, a great album. I think Kanye was bad on that album. It was a great album. I'm, I'm not. I, I think Jay Z absolutely cooks the hell out of him on most songs. Really? Kanye was really bad on that album. This was this was this was coming off the Carter Three and uh, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So maybe my expectations were so so jaded because Carter the Carter Three was not a good album, and obviously my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is what we think it is. We've talked about that album plenty of times, but Kanye was really bad on that album, in my opinion. So he's saying it looks like his biggest one was N Words in Paris. That was it. I'm trying to remember the original single to uh, Watch the Throne. Okay, but uh, well, we'll think about it. We'll we'll research it. And I'm sure we'll come across it. I'm trying to think, man. All right. Well, Hit Boy. We're ham. Ham. I'm about he to go ham. I think so. If not, it was the guy that used to produce for uh for D uh yeah. Chief Keef. Ham was. I thought it Bad. was a song. I hated that song. You yeah. hated it? Oh, man. I hated that song. I hated it at first, but man, after I had listened to it, like now when I put it on, it's like. It makes you go ham. It's, it's so it's so good. The strings uh, on that. Woo. Lex Luger uh, was a, who produced uh, Ham, which was a guy who worked with Chief Keef a lot. <laughs> F.A. says, we're here reading the song titles, sounding like Ben Shapiro <laughs> reading the Cardi lyrics. What do you want me to say here, Josh? What do you want me to say here, okay? Do you want me to lose my part-time job? I don't want to. He's do trying that. to lose. He's trying to make you lose your uh, Amazon affiliate links. Man, he okay. said I'm wilding. What am I doing? I'm not doing anything. He's, I don't know what you. Hey, you didn't do anything. Okay, we are done. Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you support us. Jose's on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow him at parj94. You can find all his stuff as well on there. You can find me on the following places. Of course, this podcast. Share it with a friend. Please share it with a friend. We're live every Monday, 8 o'clock or 8.30, just depending on our schedule. I like the 8 o'clock start because then we can go over and it's not too late. But uh, around here, we'll, we'll follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We always tweet about it. You can uh, get my daily sports updates on NTV Houston. You can watch Sports Spotlight on NTV Houston every Saturday at 5 p.m. where I link up with Pakistani Jose, a.k.a. Ali Khan Does he know you call him? You call <laughs> no, him that? No, okay. he doesn't. That's what he I doesn't. thought. He doesn't, but I will tell him next time. He's so he's such a sweet kid, man. He's so I, he's, nice. He's such a nice kid, man. And not a kid. He's a man now. He's a grown ass man. He's always gonna be a kid to me. And then uh, you can watch uh, No Layups Thursdays and Sundays with me and David Nuno, aka Older Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know you call me that? Oh or you no. call him that? No, he loves you, by the way. Oh, he's I like, love that him. Jose kids, but he's good. I was like, yeah, Jose's awesome. And he's I like, love yeah. him as well. He's, he'll always call you Jose kid, so don't worry. That's fine. He doesn't change. He's not going to stop calling you kid. Hey, right. I, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying your impression of him was really good. Yeah. That is how he talks. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys later.
Stay spicy.